Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast where sexy motherhood taboos are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex and jade egg coach and tantric sex teacher, all around pleasure and prosperity advocate and mama of two. If you are looking to get the spark back in your sex life and relationship, if you'd like to revive desire and feel sexy again without hormones, years of therapy, or trying things that don't feel authentic in the bedroom, then download my free Ignite Your Desire e-guide at www tillystorm.com forward slash e-guide. This episode is brought to you by the Centrally Embodied Woman Collective. If you're ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on and feeling confident and sexy in your body through my paid programs and offerings, then head to www.tillystorm.com today. Welcome back, Hot Mamas. It's Tilly Storm here, coming in from beautiful North Beach, Miami, Florida. (laughs) A little impromptu vacation while the kids are off for Mardi Gras and escaping the cold weather down in the south right now. I don't do cold. Who else doesn't do cold? Today, I wanted to discuss with you real quickly about what is Essentially Embodied Woman Collective. Well, it is a collective of women that have worked with me in my group coaching program, The Essentially Embodied Woman, that is currently open for enrollment until March 2nd, 2021. And it is because of this group of women and for those of you that are private clients that make this podcast possible that allow me to be able to create free content for you that serves you, that helps you out in your life, and that betters you and encourages you and inspires you to actually do the work and stop just obtaining more information and learning all of the things. Because you can do all of that, but until you actually do the work and take actions and be held accountable for the work and the actions, nothing ever changes. And this year, I am hosting a very special masterclass called the Three Pleasure Practices for Thriving women, for affluent women that want to get off on every single stroke in life, not just sex. The sexuality work is so much more than just working on your sex life. Yes, that's part of it. And that's why a lot of people want to do sexuality work because they want better orgasms. They want to be able to be more intimate and connect vulnerably with their partner. They want to feel more confident in the bedroom. But the truth is, is that this work spills over into absolutely every other area of your life and it makes you more present in your life. It teaches you to really drop into your body and live life from an embodied place instead of like super in your head all the time living in the past and in the future or in a chronic state of anxiety depression or stress because honestly the anecdote to all of those things is pleasure pleasure is not a luxury it is something that can help you get into a thriving state if you would only explore your blocks to it in the first place and on February 23rd, that's this upcoming Tuesday, I will be hosting the three pleasure practices for thriving women masterclass. You can register for free for this masterclass at www.tillystorm.com forward slash pleasure dash practices. I'll say that one more time and I'll also post it in the show notes. It's www.tillystorm.com forward slash pleasure dash practices. I would so love for anyone that wants to get into a thriving state, 
using your pleasure to get there to go register now. So head there now and sign up and I would love to see you there live and to celebrate you and to help you get into that thriving state and actually do something about why you came here and listen to this podcast in the first place. Now, without further ado, here is a beautiful interview and story by Miss Alyssa, who really learned to shake off relationship stereotypes and step into her authentic relationship expression and sexual expression. So without further ado, here is Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa, how are you doing? Doing good. Yay. I'm so happy to have you on today to share with us your story through the Essentially Embodied Woman program. (laughs) Well, let's start by just sharing with us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to in the world, um, and you know what kind of made you want to join this program anyway. What was going through your head when you're like, I should sign up for a program about being essentially embodied? Hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, just a little bit about myself. I am, you know, just from Ohio. I'm a project manager. You know, I'm working from home during the uh, pandemic. Uh, I switched jobs and, you know, because of the pandemic. And really in 2020, as with probably most people, it was a horrible year. And as I, like the weeks leading up to finding and signing up for your program, like I was just completely heartbroken, like completely shattered. The pandemic really shifted one of, and a really important relationship in my life. And um, that just, you know, it ended and it was like a long drawn out, horrible <laughs> kind of thing. And um, even before and during that happening, like me and my husband were struggling as well. And, you know, we hadn't been intimate in a long time. And I came to this point where I just was like, I don't know how to move forward. I was Googling, like, is it okay? Or is it possible to have like a sexless marriage? Which is, I think how I found your podcast on that and your in your website. And, you know, I saw the program and I thought maybe like, this is just the last effort I could do to like either, you know, get my desire back or, you know, have the confidence to leave. And I honestly had no idea which one I wanted because, you know, the first one seemed very hopeless and out of my control. And the second one just made me feel like I was a failure and I was going to hurt people that I really loved. So, that's why I decided to do the program. <laughs> Yay. And I'm so glad you did. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit about the the things that shifted for you throughout the program. Like, you know, being in a sexless relationship, um, marriage at that. And, you know, if you want to speak to the relationship structure you're in, we'd love to hear from that if that feels good for you too. But yeah, share with us a little bit about all of that stuff and like what were the shifts that had to happen? Yeah. So I'm actually, in, we've been in an open relationship for four years and we've been together a total of nine years this year. So that other relationship was a secondary partner and it was actually the first one that was more of like a serious secondary partner that I had. Um, so that's why I feel like it was just so hard. Um, but I know like I know looking back now, like my communication just broke down um, between, you know, my husband and I, because I think I just didn't know how to handle both at the same time, because I didn't, I didn't have that communication structure. Like it was so hard for me to communicate my wants and needs, even though, 
we went into the open relationship completely like, yeah, we're both for it and we're good with it. And, but for somehow, like, I just was like, I can't tell him how I'm feeling. So the program really allowed me to communicate that. And it was so, so hard. I didn't even realize it's just sometimes it's just hard to communicate that I get frustrated over how he does the dishes, right? Because it's just going to come up with a bunch of crap, let alone tell him that I feel strongly for someone else. And I know like it took me so many weeks. It wasn't just like, oh, in the first couple of weeks, I finally can like talk. Like I couldn't even tell myself what I wanted for like three or four weeks. Like I remember having one of our conversations and you're like, well, what do you visualize when you, you know, imagine yourself in your highest pleasure? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what, what am I supposed to visualize, <laughs> you know, and you helped me really think about myself, you know, forget about the rest of the world. What, am, what do I really want? And, you know, that really helped me think about that daily and every day was maybe a little bit different. And then, and then I finally was starting to get it. So I don't, I'm not sure where I started or where I'm going, but <laughs> um, really just helped me communicate that. Like it's helped me have a really strong relationship with my husband again, even though we're not currently intimate, I still feel, I just feel like in a much better place. And I, for once, I actually feel okay with it. That was one big hurdle is actually feeling okay to be, to honor myself and that I didn't want to do that. And when I forced myself to do it, it didn't feel good, even though like he was not pressuring me or anything. It was all myself pressuring myself, thinking I had to be a certain way. And when I finally accepted myself that it was okay, that this is where I'm at and we're still in a good relationship, that was probably one of the best things. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me a little bit about that communication thing and like being in an open relationship and uh, you know, I have so many people that, especially younger people, right. And, and you're pretty yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lots of younger people that are like, you know, we want to explore being in an open relationship or all of this and that. And, you know, I think that's great and healthy, but one thing that I often see is that people are doing it out of a place of, well, it just sounds fun let's just do this. Or, you know, in the worst case, maybe it'll fix what's not working right now. And that I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) This is not a good idea. (laughs) So tell me like, you know, did you start your relationship open in that way from a place of like not feeling that you could be very communicative and then learning how to be and being like, okay, we can do this now. I think um, it was a little bit a mix of both because we had a really strong relationship and I actually started dating my husband when he was in another open relationship. So it wasn't like a foreign concept to me. Um, and I remember when it just came up, I was like, you know what, I am attracted to this other person. And, you know, I kind of want to explore that. Like, is that okay? And like, we agreed, yes, it's good. Um, and we agreed like we're in a good trajectory. It was like the same year that we got married actually. Um, but somewhere in, in between there, like, you know, I obviously was brave enough to say like, it was still scary, but I also thought I'm either going to tell him or it's going to go down the other path of like cheating. Right. And I didn't want to do that. So, you know, it started in a good place. And then I feel like 
maybe I thought somewhere in my unconscious, I'm doing the wrong thing. Like, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, maybe I shouldn't tell, you know, my husband everything. And then I think, you know, became a little bit of secretive and a little bit of truth and, you know, a mix of that. And, you know, when that one other relationship kind of came to an end, I was just like, you know, I dealt with that heartbreak all alone, like, cause I hadn't shared anything with him. And, you know, since then, like I've shared everything and it's felt so much better. And it was scary at first to admit these feelings I had and let alone that I was hurt by them. But now like I just share everything. So I, it just really, I think the hard part, like I thought that I was going to be communicative, but then I don't know, just something in me was like, no, let's not, let's just like let that one slide. And then, you know, just piles on top of each other and then it's just too late to say anything. But now I just feel so much more open and like, if anyone is thinking about doing an open relationship, I would definitely listen to lots of podcasts first and go through this program. If you're a woman, like, you know, to really understand who you are and be able to communicate what you want and what you're feeling. Oh yeah. I would so second that advice. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really takes a level of personal growth and development and being like so confident in who you are as a person, being able to speak your needs, being able to identify your emotions, work with your emotions, understand when you're being triggered, when it's your inner child being triggered versus, you know, whatever else, you know, and you, and being able to like, in a very conscious, um, matter of fact way, like speaking your truth clearly and being able to have that level of authenticity. Uh, I believe that that's completely essential to make open relationships work and be healthy. And granted, I've never been open. So I'm speaking on that <laughs> side as well of not having any experience in this. So take it for what it's worth, but, uh, just from what I've seen, um, I know that that's, you know, having that level of truth speaking is necessary in those types of relationships. So, um, okay. Well, tell us about the phase that you're going through right now, because I think it's so interesting that your win isn't, oh, we were in a sexless relationship and now we're having awesome amounts of sex right now. Right. Like that doesn't have to be the win as much as, you know, everything else you've experienced and being in this resting phase that you're in, like we talked about. So tell me yes. a little bit about all of that and how you feel. Yeah. About it. When you explained the resting phase, um, I was just like, so relieved. I was like, Oh yeah, this, um, you know, I'm not necessarily like in, I'm not sure exactly what the other ones were like exploring or adventure. You know, I sure, I've certainly been in those other phases, but knowing them in this resting phase and just taking these months to really just focus on myself, what I'm feeling like I've learned so much about my own body and what feels good to me and taking time for myself, which I hadn't done for like a long time. It just feels really good to feel whole within myself by myself. I mean, I'm still really good partners with my husband and, you know, we're on our own next adventure buying a house, but like really accepting that that is like a phase I'm in and it's not a bad thing. And it's a good thing. It's kind of just like, you know, you need to go to sleep every night 
or you're not gonna <laughs> work very well the next day. And so I just feel, you know, I'm really in this resting phase, but I know that I can see the little peaks of the next phase coming, but I'm not pushing it. And I'm just kind of going as the day or, you know, the time is allowing me to, what it's allowing me to feel and desire. And, and that's great. So. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. If I could share one thing about the phases is that women's sexuality and men's too is it is not linear. It is not a, when you become a young adult and you go through puberty and all of a sudden you become a sexual creature, it does not mean that you constantly should want sex all the time and that you should be sexual all the time through until you die, right? That there's these phases that we go through, these stages we go through um, during our sexual evolution. And part of that um, being an arresting phase is you know, if you had a heartbreak, like you did, like when Alyssa joined the program, she was just breaking up with the guy, (laughs) you know, and you're, you were so heartbroken. And it's like, of course you'd want to take some time and then not being able to really share it with your husband at, you know, at that time, because you were just starting and learning all of this stuff about yourself. Like, of course you would be in that place. Right. And I think the beauty of your journey and your story is that you were able to learn how to accept that and to learn how to just be in it and not judge it. And that, and, and like honor that phase and that stage that you're in. And when you're able to do that, that's what makes you able to move on to the next phase with more grace and ease and usually more quickly. <laughs> yes, I t- definitely agree with all of that. I know, like, I was like, either the first or second person to talk on the very first group call. And I just was like, start breaking down crying into these strange women. <laughs> <laughs> but they it. all held me and loved me the very first day. So that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Okay. Well, what do you feel if you could put, you know, in, in a short phrase, what are your biggest, greatest results and wins? from these last 13-ish weeks? Yeah, it's definitely just shutting all of the expectations from society, from your parents, and that somehow I just, throughout my years, decided I needed to be just like throwing all that out the window, take like exploding the little box I put myself in and deciding, now I can decide whatever direction I go in and like there's no guilt or shame following me around. Um, so that's probably the biggest, one of the biggest wins I got. And, and I can tell in myself, even just interacting with service people, sometimes I'd be like, Oh, can you please just like, please get me like some extra ketchup. You know, I can feel bad, like just asking for normal things that you just asked for. And, and it, it also just even in work and, you know, buying a house, like I just felt much more like I'm in control even though before all those walls are up for me to have control. So somehow getting rid of them, I have more control. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, tell us, what do you think was the thing that helped you to bring down those walls? I think the one-on-one sessions for sure really helped me connect with these deep emotions that I didn't even realize I was hiding from. And then doing the practices, like the ones that you do weekly, uh, and daily, all of them, I think someone else mentioned this before, like you just 
put them in such a way that they're very effective. Like each week builds on the last one. And I just kept moving forward and it just, all of them together kind of, I don't feel like there's a single one that I could say this practice did it. I think doing them all together. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to share in particular about the practices? You were you were like a freaking all-star with the practices. Alyssa was amazing with keeping up with the morning ritual and all of the embodiment practices and self-pleasure, guided self-pleasure practices and um, meditations uh, that I give all of y'all each week. Yeah, I like to win things. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this. And honestly, like the beginning for the daily, you know, challenge, like, I was like, I'm totally going to get this, you know, uh, and like, I think it did good for like seven days in a row. And I'm like, I can take a break. And then I saw like Amira was like 10 points within me. So it was like a little competition for a while. And I was like, I'm not giving this up, but it was really good. Like that first initial competition was really good to keep me in on it. Because honestly, at the beginning, those, those practices you have us do in the morning, I, you know, I felt silly. I was like, I'm not really sure even what to visualize, um, you know, a lot of times in the beginning, I didn't even do the visualization exercise. I did the breathing one because I was like, I don't know what to visualize. I'm lost in this dark, deep hole. Like, <laughs> but, you know, doing them every day now, like I still do them because I, it just like really sets your day up for like focusing on what's important and forgetting about anything that is distracting from your personal like journey. And then I made time for all of the other practices. Um, you know, some of them I liked more than others. I, I would say I liked the majority of them. And sometimes I laid down instead of sitting up, but like, I was like, I'm still doing it. Uh, but the other ones really, you know, there's a lot of breath work. There's a lot of really paying attention to your body, touching yourself and not like, you know, all over. And you just like realize how much sensation you can give yourself and really bring yourself into the moment. And that was really important to me. I even notice now, like sometimes going to sleep, I'll be like, oh, instead of thinking, let me just feel what my sheets feel like. You know, I spent so much money on them. I should feel them, right? You know, so, (laughs) and it's, so it's just little things like that that just make your life better. (laughs) Oh, yes, those little things. (laughs) Beautiful. And I will, I will never forget you and Amira, of course, you're, y'all are so funny with your cervical orgasms. We were doing our very last practice on week 10, the J-Dig sexy. Yes. Tell me about that one. Oh, <laughs> so like, I know like I went a little off script on that J-Dig session, which I have to say also, I the J-Dig sessions that you guided were probably like what I looked forward to the most. Oh. Um, but that last one, I was just like, you know what? I don't really feel like the jade egg and I used the crystal dildo which before this I was like I always thought they were pretty I was like I have no idea how anyone gets any pleasure from that um (laughs) but I used that and you know I did the same breathing and the movements and stuff and oh my gosh like well the beginning of the program I was like I'm not even gonna touch my cervix like that like I had an IUD and like I was like it really hurt when they put that in there I'm not gonna go up there like you know but you know obviously in the last session like I oh god it was just amazing I don't I don't even know how to explain it it was just it's just like feels your whole torso with warmth and then you just like move that energy through your whole body and I don't know like I didn't even turn the video back on to like talk I was just like yeah that was great guys (laughs) like you know just like chilling 
there to like keep all of that pleasure just like streaming through me so it was just amazing (laughs) oh yeah those live sessions I really look forward to now and I've gotten I have to give myself props for this I've gotten so much better at them than when I first started doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're they're way more exciting for me now too um and having y'all live really helps and everyone's like when they sign up they're like what do you mean live jade egg sessions <laughs> but you know y'all are on a zoom call and i just have you all turn your video and audio off and so i'm leading you live through this epic experience it's almost like being at a retreat you know at, at least when i was doing all my trainings and stuff like we were actually physically all in the same yoga shala doing practices like this so you're actually like in the same room with people so that was you know I love that we can do it on zoom in this way even when you know like it's not it's not the same but it's still super powerful to be in like a community where everyone's being led through this super powerful practice that's helping you to learn to drop in to your body Yeah, it really is. It's not as intimidating as it sounds. And I, you know, every time you would be like, get ready, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna put my laptop underneath the bed or something just in case for some reason my camera like turns on. (laughs) Um, But as long as I can hear you, you know, and then it it was really awesome afterward, like to just kind of reconnect with some of the other women and see what they experienced. Because sometimes, sometimes people would have like more of an emotional breakthrough and like you could be there for them and sometimes like you know the last time you could have just an amazing orgasm and and pleasure experience so (laughs) yeah oh yay okay uh well I know that you were also in I don't want to say a creative rut but like feeling a little depressed you know pandemic depression kind of thing (laughs) and then a few weeks ago, you were all of a sudden got this spark. You're like, I want to move. I want to buy a new yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a huge, huge shift for me because it, even before 2020, I wasn't the type of person who had depression. And like, I have friends who have, have it, you know, so I kind of like would be able to sympathize with them. But honestly, like I now can like empathize with anyone who has depression and I never had it before and and even in 2020 like my husband would sometimes be like hey you know the houses around here are going pretty high we should move I was like no like we're not I'm not I'm not even thinking about that like I can't even like decide what I want to do with my future let alone like sell this house and whatever all that entails and um and what's interesting I told uh, my accountability partner this is like you know I couldn't visualize at the beginning what my most pleasure was and because I assumed like oh this must mean sexually and I you know I just lost a sexual partner I didn't have sex with my husband and I was like I don't even know what to visualize so I visualized you know living the downtown life you know being able to leave my house go to a coffee shop you know leave my house and be in the middle of you know, society and do all the things. Cause I, you know, I, I'm a city girl and I love it, but I'm out here in the suburbs and somehow like, you know, I was just like, let's just go look at this house. We'll just see what, what we can get for our money. And like two weeks later, bought a condo, sold our house, you know, and you know, now we're doing all of that. And it, and it all felt really right. And I didn't feel like scared 
in my decisions, like we, me and my husband were on the same page and what we wanted, you know, we both agreed like, yeah, this is where we want to be. It was basically our dream home that we found and it was relatively easy. I, honestly, miraculously easy. We didn't have to have a bidding war when we bought and we had a bidding war when we sold. So like, you know, it was just amazing that I could, that was what I visualized when I couldn't think of what I wanted sexually. I thought of what I wanted personally um and it kind of came to be so <laughs> it always does <laughs> <laughs> and if you would have told me that like 10 weeks ago I'd be like no that's not gonna happen like you'd have to like plan for these things <laughs> yeah well I think you're the perfect example of how to use your sexual energy to manifest and even though you weren't manifesting anything sexual you were learning how and working with sexual energy even if you weren't realizing it because that's what you're doing and that practice that you're talking about uh you're taking the power of your your most primal sexual power and you're dropping into your unconscious mind by activating all five of your senses and it does reprogram your brain it reprograms your brain to seek opportunities and things in your environment to create the reality that you're experiencing in the now in that practice, right? So that's, if you keep doing that, like you did, you know, you do it consistently every day, like those things happen. And I preach this all the time because I've seen in my own life, like literally anything I journal about and put myself into a five senses route, y'all I'm buying a Tesla I'm buying a pan full. It's going to be electric blue. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen in a few months. Paying them full. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) we'll see how long it takes. But yeah, it's like, that's what I've been working on, right? So that power of manifestation, like you're starting to understand how powerful your sexuality and getting into those primal states can actually be to help you create the life that you really desire. So I have no doubts that if you turn that into you, when you're ready, right. When you turn that into your sex life with your husband, that you will create whatever you want there, but we needed to go through that healing phase first and the resting. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, what feels possible for you now? Um, yeah, that was a really good segue. Um, Almost anything feels possible. Like when I was thinking about it, I feel like I still have like more healing to do, but even at the end of the very, you know, this, I, I feel so much more powerful in myself and my confidence. Like one of the things I, you know, wrote down preparing for this was, I feel like before 2020, like, you know, before all the depression stuff, I felt like relatively confident, sexy, but you know, all that was taken away during the pandemic. And this program has kind of brought me back, but in a better way, I feel like before my confidence and sexiness was maybe more of a a projection of what I was supposed to be. And now it's more part of me and it feels like a lot more solid. It's not a shell. It's like more like a backbone. And I just feel like you know, I can decide on what I want and go do that and not worry about what other people are going to think about it. And then, you know, even if my dreams are bigger or farther away, I know that continuing doing the practices, I'll just get even more confident. 
and more powerful. And so, you know, maybe one day if I want a Tesla paid in full, like, you know, I might get there. If that's my dream one day, I just need to do more of the practices and continue my self-love and self-care and, and just continue to be stronger. Yeah. Oh, so cool. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what you create for yourself in the next couple months. It's going to be epic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was your favorite part of the program? The number one favorite part was meeting my accountability sister. Like, I know, like you said, oh, your, your meetings are just going to be 15 minutes. But like, I talked to her for like an hour, almost every week. Um, and it was just great to have someone else to like, kind of just like one-on-one talk about the program with, and then just support each other and just be able to just, just say everything. Um, you just keep talking and like, they're listening to you. And so that was great. Uh, and I, um, really liked the JDIG practices more than I expected. I thought, okay, I'll just, you know, let this, I'll just do this, see what it's about, you know, but it really, you know, like I said, like before I was, I had orgasms before and I was multi-orgasmic, but doing the JDIG practices, I was, I just was so surprised that I was so numb or I didn't even know these different things I could feel, even though I was a relatively sexual person before. Um, and so it, even though it's kind of a off the wall practice that you don't really hear about normally, it's, it was pretty awesome to just get a lot more sensation um, and strength and um, like connection. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to give the little egg a try. Just give it a try. That's all just I got to give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Well, who in your words should do this program? Oh man. I feel like anyone who is almost, almost any woman, like unless they're just you know, set in their ways and don't want to try anything new. But I would say what, even if you're in a good relationship and you have good sex life, or if you were in a bad spot, um, or if you've had some trauma and you're just not sure even how to move forward, I think that this program um, helps everyone. Like the group of women we had were so diverse in like age, where they were in their life, relationships, and it was really eye-opening to be able to relate to people who, you know, were completely out of my age range or in a completely different type of relationship or not in a relationship at all. We all had very similar issues. We were just trying to break through this inner doubt inside of us, even though our relationships and the problems, the like the specifics of our problems were very different. Like, I just felt like it was the first time I actually felt like as a woman, like I was the same as every woman because we're all so different. We're all pitted against each other. Right. So it's like, well, I am, you know, a white cisgender, like, you know, straight woman over here doing my thing. I, how could I ever relate to someone like my accountability partner? She, I don't, you know, she was bisexual and Hispanic and, you know, lived in a different state. Like I wouldn't necessarily think we're going to get along, but now we're like best friends, you know? So it is pretty incredible how that happens right yeah Yeah. what the power of when women bond over our similarities versus our problems yeah right when we bond over celebrations and brags versus the shit going on in our life 
it's incredible what happens. Right. And I'm, and I'm such one to take a stand for that, that I wish every woman could have an opportunity to experience sisterhood at this level, because it really opens your eyes. Like the way that we relate to women, our sisterhood wounds are so deep because that's mostly all we ever got taught was that it's a competition for the best man or whoever, you know, um, that it's always you against you and jealousy and all of this. And that's about all we ever see growing up. And then you start to relate to each other and celebrate each other and your wins and learn to relate to each other in that way. And it's like, oh my God, what happens when a bunch of women come together and start celebrating and bragging about their, the greatest parts of themselves? Like the fact that I had a cervical orgasm today, (laughs) it's like, it doesn't, it's beyond, you know, gender is beyond race. It's beyond, um, age, right. It's beyond any of those things. It's just pure connection. And I think that's what, at the end of the day, what we all crave is just feeling like we're heard and seen and that, you know, we can hear and see others and connect on that level. Yeah. Like it is basically comes down to we're all normal, all the weird stuff in your head (laughs) and what you're thinking is just normal. And everything else is just a social construct put up in your face for no apparent reason (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome well are there any last words anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up yeah just like if anyone is just listening to this to figure out if they want to take the program I would just say just do it like I wasn't 100% sure but it's been one of the best experiences that I've ever had oh yay (laughs) well thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and having the courage to do so um I know so many women relate to all of y'all the feedback that I get from the podcast and it's like oh my god you know I listened to her story and I started bawling (laughs) no there's (laughs) just like ah people need to share their stories more so thank you so much for doing that (laughs) you're welcome all right my love well we'll talk soon yes have a great day Okay.